superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. What's up? Welcome back. It's the Rich Eisen Show basketball podcast here on a Wednesday, June 1st, NBA Finals time, guys. Joined, as always, by my boys, Adam Chudwin, TJ Jefferson. Fellas, what's happening? Great to be back. What's cracking? I don't mean like my boys. This is a team. We're all. Yeah, I was. All, yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah, you kind of threw me off like, there for a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's like, not I, like I'm like the point guard or anything. It's I, like we're all. One thought I was visiting team. your podcast and as a visitor. No, you know? no, no. This is our <laughs> podcast. This, we do this together. Uh, we're having a great time. We're here in the NBA Finals now. Uh, as we record this, you're, have, you're a little underwhelming with that. After all these months, we finally got yeah, to the finals, man. Is it a big? And my team is in it. I'm trying to like downplay. Adam, it. Adam, did you notice that Brockman was more hyped when he called on the phone that one week than he's been in person? I've noticed. Like you were super hyped on the phone. Oh, yeah. I want that Chris Brockman well, here. That's because, that's because he is with the birds and the bees and the and wherever he was. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's the problem, though. By the way, the, oh, the he went to Bifa. Yeah, that's oh, yeah, right. Bifa. The two times that I've been super duper hype on the show, we lost both games. <laughs> like that game when I called in, you did. Lose I expected game. us to close out or win that night. We didn't win, and then Game Six in Boston, Miami. I was so hyped for that on the Big Show. We were just like, "Oh, is Larry Bird going to show up to give the trophy to Tatum in Boston Garden?" And then they lost. So I, I can't, I can't get up anymore. I just got to keep it. I got to keep it down here. You know what I mean? Tempered okay. expectations. So we're but getting still, ready. Screw that. Be hyped. We're getting, yeah, I mean, I am super excited, hyped. Look, man. Considering where this team was, it's been talked about a lot uh, in the national media. They were 25 and 25 on January 28th, and uh, now they're in the NBA Finals. It's really crazy. Uh, all the metrics and the analytics people said that Boston had one of the best chances to make the NBA Finals, and you kind of read those articles. And I know as a fan, and I was just like, "What? Are they were with it. Were they watching the same games that I was watching? <laughs> like for the better part of this season? Like at Really, at no point did this Celtics team ever look like a finals team. Um, the talk of breaking up Brown and Tatum, I mean, we talked about it on this show. It was like getting louder by the week, by the disappointment, by the buzzer-beating loss. It's just like it was so frustrating for the most of the season. And then, I don't know, man, Jalen Brown tweeted out the energy's about to change, and it, it seems like it really did. And And now here we go. They've gone through the Nets. The betting favorite the entire year to win the championship. Uh, they went through the defending champs in the second round. And they went through a team that beat them in the bubble, uh, the Miami Heat, to get to the NBA Finals. And I think this is the best case scenario for the NBA Finals. I think it's going to be so entertaining. I think the league has to be through the roof. 
Uh, the numbers are going to be huge. I expect big ratings. I mean, two great storied franchises. You know, an all-time great in Boston going for the 18th championship. And then the last decade or so, kind of the team that's really been kind of running the NBA, the, the Golden State Warriors. I think it's going to be a great finals, guys. What do you think? Well, well, first of all, I have to say that I can't remember a team that people had no expectation of making the finals, making the finals. This is the greatest run since, I think, the Knicks in 1999 when they made that finals as the East seed. They were the seventh seed. I mean, it's the eighth they seed. They were the eighth seed, were the eighth right? seed yeah, that yeah. year, 1999, the lockout year. Yeah. And I can't remember another East team where people were like, there's no way this team can make the finals, and all of a sudden they're in the finals. So... Not only that, but the the Celtics had such a uh, a hard journey to get the, to where they are, having to, to face the Bucks and the Heat and the Nets. Yeah. All three of those teams were fi- were finals contenders during the middle of the season. So the fact that the Celtics uh, went through all those teams shows how tough of a team they are. I have underestimated the Celtics from the start. <laughs> yeah, you uh, I've been the fading start. them. I mean, not not <laughs> betting wise, but just in my head though. Um, and. This this is a tough, good team. Do I think they'll win against the against the Warriors? I guess we could talk about that a little please, later. Please say no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say no. I think I think that they w- that they will make it a tough series. But to me, Golden State's just the better team. It's going to be so entertaining. The ratings will be off the charts. You have the premier defense in the league in Boston, the premier offense in the league in Golden State. A great matchup. You have the up and coming star in Jason Tatum against. The reigning superstar in Steph Curry. So you have East Coast versus West Coast, California, Massachusetts. It's it's setting up to be awesome. So I'm very excited. Yeah, TJ, what do you think? Well, just to touch on something that Adam said earlier about like an East team that you didn't see coming, and you said you had to go back to the Knicks. I don't think you have to go back that far, obviously, with the West. But right off the bat, in 14-15, Golden State. Like when they went to that first finals to start this run – Nobody really knew that this was coming. I believe the year before they got beat by the Clippers in the playoffs. And I, again, I should have checked this, but I didn't even no, I, think to say it I until went, I went to one of those games where the Clippers beat them by like 40. Yeah. And so the next season, you know, I know they started off hot that that season, but I don't think anyone I, I can vividly recall as the confetti's falling and the Warriors are winning. I, I remember sitting there going, I did not see this Coming, I mean, as the year progressed and you saw, wait a minute, Steph Curry is like a little bit better than he was before right now. So as the season progressed, I feel like you may have felt it, especially once the playoffs hit. They won 50, uh, they won 67 games that year, I think. So, uh, yeah, I think that that was just a team that just snuck up out of nowhere. But this Boston team, yeah, man, the the last rights were being read for them around the the midseason point. And for them to keep it together, because I know Brock, I almost called you Chris, and that's weird because I never say that. <laughs> uh, I, I know Brockman. I mean, there were you know there was a story about uh, a team meeting, an internal team meeting yeah, early in the those, season, right? Really early in the year. So, man, it just props to them. Props to I mean for for hanging in there. I I can't imagine how bad the Boston, the New England media was when this was going on and they weren't doing well. But for that team to stick together, to push through whatever challenges and obstacles and, you know, whatever chemistry problems they may have been having, to for them to push through that to make it to this point, it is pretty impressive, man. It really is. Because I, I, I'm not as surprised by Golden State being there. I didn't pick them to be there at the beginning, but it's not shocking. But 
the Celtics thing's a little bit surprising for sure. Yeah, I think coming out of the I think coming out of the West, uh, we just thought you know Phoenix looked so great last mm-hmm. year, and they had the two zero lead in the finals on Milwaukee, and, and you kind of seen how that progresses, right? Like I yeah. remember the Bulls getting beat up by the Pistons every year, but you kind of knew that that last year, like I think in '89, was like. I think this is the last time yeah, for the Pistons. Exactly. So, you and they know. kind of broke through. And, yeah. you know, we thought Chris Paul looks so good and seeing Booker mature and DeAndre Ayton become a dominant big man. And they had all the, the pieces, the good role players, the defensive bridges and Crowder experience, a great coach, Monty Williams. You just thought, man, this is going to be, you know, okay. Huh. Okay. They, kind, they kind of blew like last year. Yeah. You were kind of like Rich too, but like, I don't know. I just I, I thought Phoenix was going to be there. I mean, look, I'll admit I picked the Nets to win the title. I I thought they had so too I. much talent. They got two great players. When again, we talked about it ad nauseum, but we never thought the COVID thing was going to kind of wreck that team like it yeah. did. Um, and then KD gets hurt a little bit, but I mean, I thought the Nets were going to win the title, kind of like most people. But uh, we knew the Lakers were going to be kind of kind of t- you know. Not garbage, but like they weren't gonna do anything. But I, I thought it would be Phoenix and New Jersey, uh, Brooklyn. But as a Celtics fan, I'm so happy. The pride, uh, the way they fought through it, the chemistry issues. Uh, they kind of dumped Dennis Schroeder and Josh Richardson. That was obvious early on. It wasn't working. Uh, they're bringing a glue guy, kind of Derek White defense, and they're just a maturity of Tatum and Brown and Marcus Smart really. You know, he's really taken his game to another level, become a true point guard. He's defensive player of the year, albeit that was a little controversial pick by some people. But um, good three-point shooter, not great, but he kind of became a leader on this team. And the role players can't talk enough about Al Horford, what he meant to this team. Amazing. His second go-around. Guys like Grant Williams, the emergence of Robert Williams defensively. I mean, I think if he doesn't get hurt, maybe he's a defensive player of the year candidate. We might see him win one down the road. And then I'm Adoka, man. Just Brad Stevens stepping away from this team. Like if Brad Stevens is coaching this team, they're probably not here. You know, maybe his message has run out with those guys and bringing in a new voice, a former player, a guy who learned under Greg Popovich. That's it too right there, bro. him just being able to take it to the next level with these guys, being stern, not messing around. Like all the player meetings, calling them out in the media, it, it was what these guys needed to hear to break through the next level, and they did it. You know, we don't often talk about coaching trees in the NBA the way we do with the NFL, but you just said it right there. I mean, played for the Spurs, learned under the Popovich tree, and, and, and when you talk Popovich, you're talking a guy who, you know, other than Phil Jackson, all you're famous. talking about someone who's all like maybe great. the greatest yeah. coaches of all mm-hmm. time. So, you know, much like someone under the Belichick tree, he learned under the Pops tree, and... You know, and he brought maybe a little bit of that hard assness that was necessary for this team to have. And especially, like you said, a former player, you get a little, I would imagine, a little bit more respect from the guys you're coaching once they know that you, you've you done the same thing they've done. You've traveled the same roads. You've had the same path. I think so. And it's not like he's a superstar player like like Jason Kidd. Exactly. Was, he was a role but, player, so you know he had to grind. Right. Yeah. But, but, I mean, just think of the job Jason Kidd did with Dallas. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal job coaching. And his second go-around as a head coach. Well, again, it, it was his second go-around, so he kind of learned, he from, his learned pre- from his yeah. mistakes. But with but, your guy, yeah. man, just props to him and props. props to your team. Props to everybody. Props to that team. It's going to be an exciting series. And you know how much uh, it pains me, Adam, to say that, right? Uh, <laughs> you know, it, hurt, it hurts my soul, you know? <laughs> and, and, I, and I think that if Piao, the next person that maybe if fam – 
needs to slap somebody, maybe it should be Pascal Siakam because had his wayward elbow not met Joel Embiid's face, then this whole situation could be different. But I digress, fellas. If Jason Tatum wins the uh, oh. the MVP of the NBA Finals, TJ, you will be in therapy all summer. I All summer? Did you just say summer? So you Okay, good. You're going to limit me to the summer then, not for the rest of his, not for the rest my of his life. life. Well, actually, it'll be, it'll be weekly visits in the summer, and then it'll be monthly for the you, rest of your you life. You better check I, in before, on me, before man. Before we get to the, the, the Finals matchup uh, with Golden State, who's just been kind of chilling for a while, just let me ask you this real quick, because I know what my answer is. Did you think Jimmy Butler's shot was going in? Absolutely, yes. I was I was completely convinced he was killing it all game. I was actually thinking of you during that last minute. I was like, is Chris having a panic attack right now? Should you want me to set him? the scene for you? Yeah, Please set the scene. Let's set the set scene. The scene. Yeah. So it's Sunday night, okay? So first off, Sarah had some family come down from the Bay. So they're Golden State yeah, fans. So they're Golden State fans, okay? And then so Friday night we're watching the game and they and they lose. They just blow it, you know? And uh we were playing golf all weekend, too, and we were just like, man, it would just be nice if, like, they went on Friday, game six, wrap it up. Then we could have a nice kind of peaceful golf trip. We don't have to worry about the stress of a game of a looming game seven. And then, of course, blah, 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 they lose on Friday, right? Mm-hmm. So then we set up Sunday where it's like we're kind of having our Memorial Day kind of feast or whatever, cookout, grill, a lot of food. Uh, because they're leaving Monday morning. And so Al Magical comes over, too, because Sarah's tight with, with with their family, and he's from the Bay, too. So he's also a Golden State. So he requested to come over so he could rip the Celtics, okay? <laughs> so we're up. We're up. The Boston's up the whole game. It's you can like, use weed, Chris. Don't feel weird about that. It's yeah, double, it's okay. But yeah. it's double digits the whole game. Like, it's pretty comfortable. Yeah. And with three minutes to go, it's 13, okay? And then it's 11 and 9 and 7. And then Struce hits a three, and I had to go outside. We had the TV going outside, too, because we were kind of going back and forth. And I just left everyone, and I went outside in the yard. That's only from the flex on this, Adam. He has an outside yeah. TV. And I started, cleaning up, I started cleaning up the yard. And while then, the game's going on still? While the game was going on, because I just needed so I couldn't just stand been, there and watch it you. because yeah. I felt the collapse coming. I feel you. Like, I just, it just felt like they were going to lose, and Miami was going to. Then Struce hits the three, and I scream as at the top of my lungs in the backyard, just like f bombs, so loud. I'm sure it freaked out my neighbors. Yeah, the neighbors definitely heard, right? So then there was a timeout, and then right there was a timeout, and then wait, what happened? Oh no, Marcus Smart missed another wide yeah. open three, right? Mm-hmm. And then Butler's coming on the fast break. Look, I- I've been playing basketball my whole life. That's my favorite shot: a fast break, pull up three when nobody sees it's coming. And he was hot the entire game. Hot the entire game, but here's the deal. I thought it was going in. I thought yeah. I, I thought for sure he was making it. But in hindsight, you look at it. Miami got every call in this game. Jimmy Butler has been getting every call the entire series. Al Horford, as great as defensively as he's been this playoffs, he was on his heels. The the late look at the look at the wide shot. It's wide open. Why doesn't he go to the basket? You know he's at least gonna get a foul call and two free throws. Most likely he's gonna get an N one. I think what was he, he thinking? No, I think he was just in the flow of the game. He was on, like you said, a fast break three. And oftentimes that's a, that's a momentum shot. He was going for the dagger. He he, he thought that he played every minute. TJ, you pointed he's it out. He's a killer. He played uh, every minute but two in the last two games. Yeah. You know what, Adam? I think the thing is, is you're at home. <laughs> I, I said this on the big yeah, show yesterday. Tired. I think what it came down to is maybe that guy knew he had nothing left to give and he wanted to end it. And, he knew. End and also you're at home. You hit that three at home. Oh that place God. goes it insane. Goes 
you know, now granted, if he does hit that three, the Celtics probably have, I'd say, 16, 15 seconds left. But now you got the building rocking. And now that little burst of adrenaline is going to come for those guys who are super tired. So you you really don't know. You know, I think think it was in. (sighs) Honestly, I didn't. No, I didn't. I just you I, see him pull up and you're like, he's making this. I, I for, no. for whatever reason, I didn't because no. I well, you. OK, I don't know if you Adam, we've talked about this, but Chris and I talk about this a lot from watching so much basketball on TV and the angle they present you with you're at least I am. And I know Chris said he is. I'm pretty good at watching the shot no, and figuring out if it's going in or not. Just when it was in the especially air, you once it, it was, hits its arc. When it was in the I'm air, you could tell it was going left. But yeah. like when he pulled, when he pulled up, the I guess I you're like, like he, oh, oh, my God. This, I, my honestly, I was like, "This is how we lose." We blew a thirteen-point lead with three minutes to go. It would have been worse than the Butler uh, hits a dagger it, three. It would have been worse than the Trailblazers' epic defeat against the Lakers in oh, two thousand. Really? It would, so? oh, for sure, yeah. It would because the well, I don't, that, I don't know, man. No, no, because the Blazers were down fifteen at the start of that quarter of that fourth quarter yeah. against the Lakers. The Celtics were up thirteen with two minutes left yeah, or whatever. It would have been so the bad. worst choke. In conference finals, the only reason I disagree is just because the Heat are the number one seed, right? So it's never really an upset if they beat. It wouldn't have been an upset for them to beat anyone, even being down that much. I kind of think. I just think their their position would have kind of made it it less of the worst collapse. You know, I don't know. Epic choke job. It would have been bad though. It would have been so bad. And it's just Miami. Their fans are so annoying. <laughs> like the thing, like I said on the show, half their fans would have been, they were gone. They would have never yeah, saw yeah, it. it didn't uh-huh. seem, it was They would have never saw it. They are getting ready to go to they live. <laughs> live on Sunday. <laughs> little, little, little Memorial Day weekend party. Yeah. Thank, thank God Butler missed that. <laughs> I think, thank God. But that it was tough. So you know, depressed. shout out, you know, because we've had this conversation. Uh, and I remember two podcasts ago, we're like, why is Jimmy Butler not, mentioned in the top players in the NBA. And then we said, well, after <laughs> after I think he had 47 that one game in the playoffs, we're like, he will be. And then he kind of had two games where it was just like, okay, maybe this is the reason why he's not listed amongst the greats. But game six and game seven, I don't know if he's a top 10 player in the NBA. He's 1,000% a top 15 player. Did um, he make all NBA this year? I don't think so, right? I don't believe. I don't think he was. Uh, sure. I don't so. think he was. I don't think he was even 13. But what I mean, yeah, it's pretty much everything you could ask. It was, you know, came yeah. down to the wire, like a memorable shot. I don't, I don't, I don't like a weird series too. You know, the games were just kind of blowouts, and but yeah, both, a lot both of road of teams won. Yeah, a lot of road teams won. I mean, look, Miami hadn't lost a home game in the first two rounds, and then they went one and three at home against Boston. I think that 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 the uh, the Tyler Hero injury really huge. cost the Heat. It's huge. It's I huge. think the Heat probably would have won the series if if Hero was at full strength. That guy was so important in terms of getting buckets off the bench. He could hit a bunch of threes in a row, get them going. So they didn't really have that spark. I don't. I still don't really understand why the Heat didn't play Duncan Robinson as much as as they could have. Uh, he was essentially a bench warmer the whole series. And it, as much as Vincent, they liked him. Obviously, I just think that well, even Depot in, too hit some big shots. But even in Game Seven, I just think Duncan Robinson could have could have provided more of a spark. So I don't understand that. I don't. I don't go against what Spolstra does, though. I trust him as a coach. He's one of the best coaches ever. So for whatever reason, he didn't think Robinson was the guy. But I kind of wondered why that was a situation that was happening there. You know, and on title runs too. You know, you have to get you have to get kind of lucky, and you got to get some breaks. And Boston got really fortunate that uh, Chris Middleton was injured, didn't play at all in that series. Yeah. You know, got kind of fortunate that even though they lost the game, where Butler missed the second half. 
Butler clearly wasn't the same in game five uh, yeah. in Boston. And then, you know, Tower Hero goes out. So t- sometimes you got to get kind of lucky there. But uh, looking at this finals matchup, um, Golden State versus Boston. This is going to be really fun. I mean, Golden State seems like they're playing kind of back at their peak, TJ. You had said it years ago, man. Everyone get theirs in the two years because once his, his team is back, they're going to be really tough, and it seems like we're we're at that point now. Yeah, you know what they are? It's like I remember watching the Spurs, and this brings up a whole thing about, you know, I was looking at Amari Stoudemire today, and he was talking about dynasties and what constitutes a dynasty in his opinion and what doesn't. Sure. And that's something I think we can have a talk about at a later time. But, you know, watching, like, the – the Spurs in their dynasty for those five titles. It was like, I watched the Spurs, right, guys? And I would be, I'd see them make plays in the way they ran their offense, in the way, like, backdoor cuts, crisp passes, hitting the open man, the extra pass. And I was like, this team is so smart. Like, it's, and it was hard to even, even when the Spurs beat your team, it was hard to get mad because... They were playing basketball at the highest level, but intelligent basketball. And they were making all the right plays, all the right, you know, cuts. Just everything they did seemed to be just textbook. And I feel that way about the Warriors. It's like everything they do seems to be the right play, the right pass, the extra pass, the the cut. You can say what you want about Draymond Green, but the guy's intelligence on the basketball court cannot be argued. And so it's like, in addition to the fact that you have two of the greatest shooters that God ever made, ever created, you also have a bunch of highly intelligent basketball players who have high basketball IQs, who have been in this situation before, who played in pressure. You could say Jordan Poole hasn't, but he did in Michigan. You know, he played high-level games in college. It's it's kind of really cool. If you can take away that this isn't your favorite team, it is cool to watch basketball played at this type of level, at the highest possible level with some really intelligent and gifted basketball players. And we and we talked about Ime Adoka coming from the Popovich tree. Well, you have on the other side, yeah, you have, Kerr. Golden, Kerr, you have yeah. her who came not only from the Popovich tree, but the from Phil, Phil Jackson, Jackson tree. tree. So and he, also he from the Michael by... Jordan tree, really, exactly. if you want to. Yeah. So he had three of the greatest <laughs> basketball minds around him. Well, then, Adam, you got to add Tex winners to that, too, then, really, you know? Triangle offense, there you go. But, yeah, Steve Kerr, the thing with him that reminds me of Phil is he does such a great job at managing people, managing egos. He got that from Phil Jackson. Very important. Steve Kerr is a chill guy. He understands people. He's highly intelligent. He played the game, so he gets respect from the players, like we talked about with Ime as well. And what he did with with that team, with Durant, cannot be understated because, yeah, they were incredibly talented, but it is tough to manage those egos, and he did it in such a great way. You've seen him on the sidelines either calm people down or hype them up, and the guy just knows exactly what he's doing. He won, I think, four championships as a player. He's won multiple championships as a coach. Mm -hmm. He's one of the greatest basketball players people to ever be in the NBA. So this coaching matchup is great. Probably two of the three or four best coaches in the NBA going head-to-head against each other. So that's going to be interesting to see the strategy shifts in terms of um, game-to-game matchups and and changes from one game to the other. You know, I was was reading this thing on The Ringer uh, this morning. Who do you guys think is the best player in this series? Is it Tatum or is it Curry? Oh, man, that's a tough one, man. It is kind of tough. I was surprised. I, I kind of it's thought tough. it would be lopsided for Curry, but uh, everyone who is contributing to the article, it's pretty split 
Yeah, I mean, like if we had to draft a player, who do we choose? Yeah, like who would you choose number one? Like if we were doing a draft of all the players, and we're not here. talking future, we're just talking right no, now. We're just talking literally we, right now. One twelve. Yeah, June first. Right, game once tomorrow. Right now, I have to slightly give the edge to Curry, just because he has more experience in the finals. Tatum has never been there before. Yeah. Tatum was phenomenal in the last series, save for that one game where he scored about ten points. Yeah. Tatum's a better defensive player, but. Curry, I, I just think in this series, you trust him more. I just trust, I just yeah. trust Curry more, and that's just the main difference. Yeah, yeah, I totally get that, TJ. I get that. Yeah, I um, again, my obsession, my weird obsession with Jason Tatum has been noted, <laughs> and it's like, what, what do you call that obsession? It's almost like that girl that you well, want, it's like single but, white female. Yeah, but you of. missed out, right? You missed your chance, but you're still <laughs> you're just like looking at her through the window in the rain. Kind of like uh, Mortimer and Randolph were looking at, at, you know, Eddie Murphy and trading places, looking at that escargot. Like that weird it, sting song. Yeah, it's just like, man. So would it be weird if I said Jason Tatum? No, I don't think so. I mean, like I said, people in the article were really making the case. Just his his ver- his two-way versatility, the way yeah. he's able to kind of rebound and uh, defend the wing. And, you know, he's kind of developed a, a fearlessness to kind of take any big shot uh, for Boston. He really has. And we talk about Curry's, obviously, his three-point shooting is legendary all-time mm-hmm. stuff but Tatum's really developed that sidestep three that he that he yeah. really does now and uh I mean I, I love Jason Tatum too but Curry is just kind of on a different level Steph is Steph you, you know, know. The, that that stat I saw uh, after the game on Sunday was I think Golden State has uh this group of guys have 123 games of NBA finals experience uh. and, and Boston has zero so man <laughs> I mean uh, experience matters, obviously, it but really I guess does. It's, sure. in, in the same you uh, know the same breath, you can say this the Boston team doesn't know what they don't know. They don't really know how big the finals is. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they came out and stole stole game one just based on that factor. I mean, I, I don't know. I I kind of thought Golden State just watching them play and how they finished off Dallas that they were going to kind of dominate whoever came out of the East just because of how tough the road was for Boston and Miami, but. I don't know. Maybe now, maybe that's just a homer in me. I'm kind of talking myself into this. Could be a six, seven game series. Well, and, and oftentimes, if a team has had a lot of rest, like like the Warriors have, a lot of times in game one they can come out a little sluggish, yeah, a little rusty. They haven't played in in a while. Whereas the Celtics had an incredibly intense game on Sunday, and so that's good because they've had enough rest three or four days to Thursday, but not too much rest maybe so i could definitely see that where the celtics come out and steal game one yeah i mean also you got to look at i might be getting ahead of myself here with this but you know they talk about historical runs to an nba championship if the celtics were to win going through the nets the heat or the next the bucks in the heat and the golden state warriors to win a title you have to now i mean legitimately you have to look at this as one of the greatest runs in the history of the association based strictly on the teams that they had to get through and the individual players and the individual players we're talking taking out durant kyrie we're talking about taking Giannis at peak power like you got Giannis, and he is you know at top of the food chain right now. And then you have the Miami Heat two years removed from an NBA final with a player who was as hot as any player's ever been in the last two games of a playoff series. So if the Celtics are able to win four more games, 
the historical significance oh, of this can't be overlooked. Just the significance of me being absolutely insufferable for the rest of the summertime. Oh, and that would be the thing, Let's Adam, that would, that would be the Come absolute on. worst thing because it's not like I can hide from him, right? It's not like I can't you pick up his phone every call. Day. I spend more time with this guy, honest <laughs> to goodness, than I was thinking about this the other day. Like a lot of my friends, they're all married got families we don't see each other like i see chris brockman minimum of 25 hours a week in person and then we probably talk over the course of seven days for another hour on the phone i mean so i can't Uh, i'm not gonna be able to escape this i'll be wearing that boston hoodie sweatshirt that he has every day for the (laughs) rest of the time i mean i might legit get a tatum finals jersey and wear it every single day the rest of the summer well i mean you you should it would be well earned because he would deserve that (laughs) chris chris if they win will you get an i love tatum tattoo on your arm uh, on my arm? Yeah. No, no. Well, you no, see no. a thing I tagged you in on Instagram the other day? The guy got a Boston yeah, Celtics. Wh- I, you know, I've seen that before. So when did he get that? Last year, right? Yeah, it wasn't this year. Yeah, so I he, think it was last year. So yeah. we should do that, Adam. We should make Brockman get like a little calf tattoo with a cloverleaf or something. Yeah, the little, the little lucky leprechaun. Because <laughs> he won't do it on his arm, Absolutely right? He won't. Not. But that well, means his calf, you know? Yeah. What, about, what about a river situation? I'll just uh, make maybe, him on his butt? Yeah, maybe on the butt cheek. Yeah, I don't want to make him do that. I mean, it's going to be hard enough to get him to do it on the calf well you talked about like the historical run that boston could potentially go on i mean if golden state wins we're we're now in a whole different conversation we're talking about we're talking about the dynasty of the of the tens into the aughts Mm -hmm. or into the 20s and then we're talking about where curry ranks all time we mentioned it last week suddenly now he's in the top 10 suddenly now you're having the conversation of him compared to lebron james and stephen a smith said that this week if that he thinks Curry's going to get two of the next three. That's what he said, yeah. And then his five will be more than LeBron, and suddenly he he's now above LeBron. I mean, just the, the things that we're going to be talking about, I think, two weeks from now are going to be pretty outrageous and ridiculous, but uh, that's kind of what we do here. And, place. you know, guys, normally I hate outrageous and ridiculous sports talk radio takes, but because that's what we do for a living, I, I'm here for it, man. You're here <laughs> for it here. now. You have to be for this in particular, because what if what if Steph does win another ring? What if he averages well, like 35 this series and they win a ring and he finally gets his MVP? Yeah, that's and that's the thing, right? We're talking about the MVP. That's the one thing that's kind of eluded him, yeah. and I feel like that's the thing that people, if they're going to hold anything against him it's like well you didn't win finals mvp if he Steph gets has, finals yeah he yeah. has to, he has to win mvp this year to cement his legacy yeah. well his legacy is still always a yeah, it's always going to be there but to not win one mvp in four times would be would be kind of a it'd be kind of like oh well, what went on those finals yeah. you know mm-hmm. what I mean? but even though you can't you just have to go and take a look at the stats and go Iguodala got MVP for holding a man to 38 points per game. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the most, yeah, that, that MVP was absurd that Iguodala, Iguodala had no business great, winning that. He right? had no business winning it, though. And then you have the one year, Le- I mean, LeBron should have been MVP on the losing team. Like, even though he didn't win the finals, he was so good. So, but yeah, Steph, uh, I don't, you know, that's the thing. It's like, does, who does Steph replace if he wins another ring? I'm sorry. He gets like, the, you mean four or does he get the five? five. Yeah, I, I, I like, I love Steph Curry, but in oh, no way, Steph shape, or form Curry. am I ever going to sit here and tell you Steph's a better basketball player than LeBron James. What about this? And I'm 1,000% never, ever, listen to me, Adam, because I think I never, never, ever, 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 yeah, Magic Johnson 
is the point guard no. on any I, I didn't say magic. I I'm just saying, say I'm just going to throw that out there because I know there was Kendrick Perkins, Big Perk said oh, yeah, yeah, that if right. Steph wins, he bumps magic yeah, off of his Mount Rushmore. Let me tell you whose place is solid in Mount Rushmore is never. And that's the other thing. Mount Rushmore is only four. We got to, guys, by next week, let's come up with no, something but I was, different. I was, I was we need say five, Adam. TJ, we need, we need, we don't need a Mount Rushmore. We need a five. Not magic. Not magic. But I was going to say, if he wins a fourth championship, Maybe Larry Bird is replaced. Ooh. Th- Larry Bird had only three championships. He didn't play that long. He had a back injury. Played till he was in his early 30s. He also I believe. had three MVPs. He had three straight MVPs. He did have yeah, three straight three MVPs. Straight his MVP. peak was incredible. One of the all time greats. Oof. But just because of Steph's longevity, the fact that he will have one more championship than Larry, and he has so many years to go, I think this is a. a a huge possibility if he wins a fourth that he could replace Larry as, as Larry. Larry was two. But I don't think Larry's MVP. on Mount Rushmore though. Yeah, Larry's top ten though, right? Uh, Larry's definitely uh, look top ten in my eyes I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah, but again, we're at that point where like like I said last yeah, week, Larry, we're, oh, we're adding guys obviously yeah, because we're historians right, of the game. I've never seen Wilt, never saw Big O, but I know that they're the amongst the twenty greatest players of all time. But if we're just going to limit it to what we've seen, then yeah, I mean. It's just too bad that the three-point shot wasn't, like, super prevalent in Bird's days. Oh, he would have had so many more threes. Yeah. Not even a question. I mean, he would have been shooting 15, 20 threes a game sometimes. Like, so Steph Curry, he's making 400 a year, right? Something like that? What, what it's is, ridiculous. I guess I could have it up here. The most Bird ever attempted in a year was 87-88. He was 98 for 237. Bird never made 100 threes. The most he ever made in a year was 98. Isn't that ridiculous? Wow. Wow. I mean, Steph. <laughs> Bird would have really thrived in this era. Steph made. I mean, I mean he, he would, had 166 this year. He'd, be, he'd, he'd make Luca look like a role player. I mean, I, t- I take it about nuts this year. He had 285. Two, let me again. 285 threes this year. That's what I mean. Larry Bird never had more than 100. Never made more than 100. Yeah, he is. Oh, wow. I mean, Steph is attempting like 3, 4x. Of what Bird back in the day. So, you know, it's just a different game now, obviously. Uh, but, oh, man, bumping Larry from the top ten. That's tough. I mean, the argument will be there, though. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. Give Especially that. if he gets to five. If Steph gets oh, yeah. to five with two with two finals MVPs. Oh, it's then, out of the question. Yeah, yeah. The but question. like I said, guys, I think we're we, talking about Steph Curry being like top five, top six ever. I think we got to, like I said, the, the whole Mount Rushmore thing is very, it's over. I won't say it's overused because it's necessary. Yeah. But with basketball, uh, we just got to come guys, up with something yeah. that's five. Is it five guys, top five? Let's we can work on that. For All right, let's some. get out of here on this, guys. Uh, now's the time. Let's let's hear it. Prediction time, Adam. What do you got? Well, before this, uh, you know, I just want to do one thing with you guys and Adam. I I will take your suggestion on this. You know, back in Altoona, in a, a summer league I used to play in, what we would do is, once you advanced in the tournament, you had the opportunity to take one player off a team that you beat and add them to your roster. It was okay. it was amazing. There was this guy named Mark who lived in Johnstown when I lived in Altoona. And me and my buddy Dougie Peffer, shout out to Peff, he's now the new men's basketball coach in Altoona. We drive like half an hour, 35 minutes every game day to go pick this guy Mark up. He would wait for us outside of a Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> and then my man would come to Mansion Park and he'd put in like 23 and 10 every night, left-handed, 
post player with a jump shot couldn't be stopped. So my question to you guys is we take the Celtics and we take the Warriors. If they could take one player from each one player from the teams that they've beaten to make it to the finals, here's the deal though. It can't be the star. It has to be a role player. Who would the Celtics take from the Nets, the Bucks, and the Heat? One player that could add to their team. And who would the Warriors take off the Nuggets, the Grizz, and the Mavs? So let's eliminate their star Ooh. players, you know. So we won't use Luca, the Joker, Giannis, KD, yeah, of course. Butler, of course we'll take those guys. Out. Jaw. Like, who, who would you say? Like, if you could pick a, a hole that one of these teams has and go, this role player would fit this hole, what would you think? Man, that's really interesting. I think when I look at uh, Brooklyn, Man, it's it's a toss up for me. It's either it's either Bruce Brown or Gordon Dragic, to be honest. I, I, Dragic, I thought was so important for Brooklyn. Just that veteran calmness, very underrated player, to, man. Like, I, I mean, did he start for them? But just kind of kind of coming off the bench, just a guy who has been there through the grind, been there through the wars, uh, and could, roll, you know, ha- offer that steady hand. And if he needs to, he can kind of fill it up a little bit. He can give you 10 points in 10 minutes. You know, uh, that's a guy, who, man, every time he made a shot, you're like, oh, Dragic. <laughs> so I think for me, I think I would go uh, I would go Dragic to back up Marcus Smart. You know what I would do? Just because I feel like Boston's front court is not necessarily their strength. And we don't know about Time Lord's knee, you know. Oh, take Drummond? No, believe it or not, bro, I would take Brooke Lopez. Dude, that's exactly what I was about to say. For Boston. I think he would be a good fit. Well, we're, talking about, we're talking about Brooklyn. No, I just huh. said take one player from, from the entire the – entire, because Adam was like, we should just oh, pick one. Oh, I thought we were going team by yeah, team. Yeah, first of all, I was like, that might take too much time. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. Then definitely Brooke Lopez. I think Brooke Lopez <laughs> yeah. for It'd Boston perfect, yeah. Yeah, would be perfect on there. It's just to help spell Al Horford. Oh, sorry, I thought we were going team by team. Yeah, we were, but like I said, we, we could just make it quicker. So, Or what about a uh, – a PJ Tucker provides tough defense. Can hit yeah. that corner three. Open up, but opens thing, up the court. But for, the thing with that Adam is like they already have like a, a PJ Tucker yeah. type yeah. guy already. Yeah. You know, just I was looking at someone who I feel like that could fill a hole that no, they have. You're definitely right about Brooke Lopez. That's one thing Boston's kind of never been able to do in the recent years, and that's why they you know they get eliminated in the playoffs. They could never protect the rim ever, and so now you know the the emergence of of Robert Williams, even Grant Williams, block some shots, but getting Al Horford back. That's one thing he's Major. really been able to do is like his block on Struess was almost like Bam's block on Tatum from yeah. the bubble. You know, it's one it, of those things where you're like, wow, it, I did not see that coming. Also, if you think about this, if Danny Age is still in charge and Brad Stevens isn't, I don't think Danny Age makes that trade to Oklahoma City to give them those draft picks that Absolutely gets them not. Horford back. Definitely and without not. Horford, I don't think you're in this position. I mean, Danny so. Age hated giving up draft picks. I know a lot of the guys that Danny Age acquired, but... That was a Brad move to get mm. to get Al Horford, and, you know, and to get uh, and to get Derek White. Derek White's been huge in this playoffs. And and then I have like a random guy for you for for Golden State who beat Denver, Memphis, and, and Dallas. I would pick Jaron Jackson Jr. for the Nuggets. I feel like his skill set would fit in well with this team. You know, again, another team here. Their front court isn't necessarily their their absolute strength, but I think he coming in with the rebounds. Um, playing defense. I feel like he's a guy who could definitely help the Warriors if they were to 
had that Altoona rule and be able to snag a He's player. He's definitely a guy on the rise, Adam, Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah, Jaron Jackson Jr. plays great defense, protects the rim. He can sneakily hit good, uh, threes also. Yeah, well, he He's had a that huge 30-point like, game yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so and then he, I don't think he made a three after that. <laughs> but he'd be great on that team providing that interior defense. Yeah. And another player I have potentially would be Aaron Gordon from the Nuggets. Okay. Another guy who's yeah. a big guy, plays good defense, can hit some threes. So that's the same similar type of player that, that can fill that role for the Warriors. Yeah, I just, I like I said, I always thought that would be interesting. And every year during the playoffs in my mind, I just go like, all right, who would they take? Who would they take? I just, I don't know. At one point, I would feel like it would be amazing if the NBA really did, like, establish this type of role and you could poach a player. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I feel like, do you feel like this finals is going to be high scoring or low scoring? You know, the, like the way the Heat and the Celtics, like those games were under 200 total points, seemingly, most games. I, I, I can't tell. I can't tell if this is going to be one of those like Golden State Memphis games where we're in the 240s, or is it going to be, you know, maybe like low 200s? You have arguably the two best defensive teams in the league, but I, despite that, I, I believe that it's going to be high scoring. I agree. Yeah. You have the fireworks of Steph and Jordan Poole and Clay, and then you have. Tatum and Brown, yeah, I think Marcus Smart yeah, can shoot threes, yeah, like Grant Williams, like yeah, I I, I, I could see the, these games going to like 110 to 120 each, each, yeah, I see that scenario, high scoring games, I and, agree. and I hope that's what happens. Yeah, I've been also. trying to think about that the last couple of days. I can't tell if it's going to be because I think the total for game one is like, I think it's 211 or something, and I was, so I was trying to figure out. If it's going to be high or low scoring, two twelve—that's what the first total is. I, I can't tell. I, 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 I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know yet. A lot will depend on who controls the pace. Yeah. Because if the Warriors are controlling the pace, it's going to be high scoring. If right. if the Celtics are in control, it's it's probably going to be more more lower scoring. I think so. But then that was how Boston got out to such an early lead in Game Seven. They kind of really yeah. pushed the pace. That's a good and point. Suddenly it was like twenty-two to nine right out of the gate. All right, yeah. all right, guys, prediction time. TJ, what do you think? Man, you know, I, I the other day I saw, I forget who it was. It was one of the guys who would refuse to make a pick. He's like, I can't make a pick until I see a game played. I kind of feel that yeah, way. Yeah, I mean, I totally but, get that. Yeah. But, but, you know, for our purposes here, just first blush. Or if just you, next week after there's been a couple games. I, I'm going to say this game, this series goes seven games. Okay. I don't know if that's wishful thinking or what I really believe, but I'm going to say seven games, and I'm going to say at the end of the day when it's all said and done, the Golden State Warriors uh, maybe just have just a little too much and outlast the Celtics. Okay, Adam. Yeah, like heart. I said do before. Again. Pick against them again. Do it. <laughs> I'm going to do it, Chris, <laughs> which is actually a, a great luck charm for you. So Warriors, to me, they have too much depth. They're too strong. They have the experience. They have the home court advantage, which is which is big also. So a good series. I believe it'll be the Warriors 4-2. to two. Warriors win in six games. Steph gets his fourth title. Ooh. Okay. I'm going to go the other way. Ben Lyons texted this to me, uh, TJ, the other night, and I think I – I don't know, wishful thinking. I'll say Celtics in six. They uh, are able to steal one and then go back to Boston and, and close it out in game six. Hey, anything's Who, possible, man. Anything's possible. And then and then Bill Russell's there to hand out the Bill Russell finals NBA trophy, finals MVP to Jason. To Tom's. Oh, okay. To, to Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. And anyway. I'll, sit, I'll sit in the corner of my, of my living room and weep silently <laughs> for what may have been. Well, TJ's guitar style. Silent-
<laughs> All right, it's going to be an awesome NBA Finals, though. Thanks for tuning in with us. And uh, we'll check in next week after a couple games. Thanks for watching. Peace. Peace.